0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on yet another sunny day here in an empty capital. I'm Matthew O'Neill, and today, as always, we ensure that we have a variety of distinct perspectives on leadership. First, we're joined by Julie Locke, proprietor of Morgan Stores, a traditional country village store providing locally sourced Cornish products. Julie, hello. Hi. Hi thank you for coming on the show today. Um, now, normally we charge headlong on to the subject of leadership, but considering uh, the current COVID-19 outbreak, I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you how this has affected your operation.
1: Um, yes, it has affected it, as it has with most people. Um, we've been here 14 years, and we, it's probably taken us all that time to get it right and, not pat and know what we're doing, but yeah, almost overnight, we had to change what we were doing. Um, mm-hmm. We had to stay open because of what we sell and the community around us. Um, but we suddenly had to question how we would keep our family members, our team, and our customers safe. So that was a big priority that, that we, we had to, to sort out immediately.
0: And I imagine that you're not in that large of a space. Is that correct? No, we we
1: just um uh, quite a small shop, um which can normally only cope with a few people in at a time. But we have a post office in one corner as well, mm-hmm. so it was always um a busy shop with with people in there. And it was um you had to sort of just have one person in the aisle. And the only way we we managed to cope now, and we've been doing it for um seven weeks, is having one person in the shop at a time. Of course, um and luckily, the weather has been on our side, um <laughs> and they're all quite happy to stand outside using their social distancing, chatting from afar um and I think we've had one day of rain in seven weeks mm. um and that's it so it's, it's we've been extremely lucky in that respect, and people have been so patient um with with putting up with how we're how we're operating now.
0: Now, as you just mentioned, you do also operate as the village post office. Is that correct? Does yes. that have any yes, additional right. challenges to running running the business
1: it's It's a very old style post office and it has a fortress which has got um a glass panel in front of it mm-hmm. where customers would put the parcels through a gap in the glass panel and it's actually come into its own during the crisis, because we have this glass screen already built in and as an extra barrier. Mm-hmm. So that is something that was always a bit of a nightmare to work around before, but it's actually <laughs> great. And it, it ensures we're safe and the customers are safe. Um, and we have found quite a bit of increase in postage now. So people, if they can't go and see friends and family are actually posting more letters, of course. parcels. Yeah. Um, and, and it's great to be able to offer that service as well. And, and we also do cash withdrawals, so they can get their cash out because obviously they don't really want to go into banks or towns. No. Um, so yeah, it, it's proved a good good service for
0: everyone. Now, uh, do you believe that this is going to have a long term effect on your business? <clears throat> the,
1: the the business has changed al- already. We were um, although we have a, a nice lot of local support from our village and the surrounding villages, we were, in in order to make a profit for the business, we were reliant on um, quite a large tourist trade over Easter, over the summer. There's lots of um, holiday homes, Mm -hmm. second homes, holiday parks, holiday lets around us because we're on the Lizard Peninsula and um, Helford River. Um, So we were, in order to make a profit, that's what we were reliant on. However, because of where we are and, and people seem happy using us, maybe over and above the supermarkets now when they've got the shop to themselves, our trade has increased enough to sort of take take over from that a little bit. So mm-hmm. it all depends where where the whole situation goes. But at the moment, it's yes, our mix of customers has changed, but it's keeping us going. And we're just quite grateful to still be operating um, and helping people, and also having a business that's viable.
0: Of course, and it's it's fantastic to hear of a of a local village shop being able to not just survive but thrive during these very difficult times. Um, now, uh, you must be doing something right in 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 the ways of leadership. You've been uh, um, nominated for a twenty twenty Countryside Alliance Award. Uh, will you tell us a bit more about that?
1: About the award? Yes. Yeah, we were very taken by surprise, never been nominated for anything. And of course, now it's all on hold, which is typical, I suppose. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, yes, um, some of our customers, I'm not quite sure who, nominated us for this award that I actually hadn't heard of. Um, Then the reach um, to go through to to the regional finals, if you like, Um, it's all totally dependent on customers um, voting so we 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 put a post on Facebook and on our website about it, and we were just gobsmacked by the amount of people that responded and we actually did get through to the regional finals, which were going to be judged in April we were going to have a bit um and it was the response we had was, was was super um and it's because of the customers we got voted for it's because of our Suppliers that we have, we've we've got over eighty suppliers, and a lot of them are very small producers, and and just maybe do one two products, um, and mainly fresh produce, so veg, pies, cheeses, pesto, organic bread, Um, and it was through us having that, um, I think, is why we were voted for. So people could get things that were so local. that only come from a few miles away, um, and that's what they like, and that's why I think we were we were voted um, in the alliance awards just for for what we stock and and the the closer relationship that we we have with our suppliers.
0: Well, we might as well uh, hit on the subject of leadership. Um, I always like to ask the question to begin with: What does the word leader mean to you?
1: Um think it's someone who can um, motivate and and direct and listen to people so it's it's not someone who's dictatorial if you like mm-hmm. um, but someone who can help maybe give them confidence and knowledge and just empower people to to do the job and um, I don't really see myself as a leader I see someone who who maybe if things go a bit wrong I'm the last resort to turn to um but generally I, I think it's someone who can help them make make decisions and, and make the right decisions by just maybe giving them a bit of help or a bit of guidance or just the tools to do the job
0: really. Let's go back to the beginning of your career when you first started out your working life. Did you have any particular influences, whether they be role models or circumstances who shaped you in your outlook today?
1: Um my First job was as a receptionist in a hotel when I was sixteen, and and that was a hotel in Cornwall. Um, oh. The owner there was a bit—I'm um, trying to think of the right word—a bit out there. Mm-hmm. Um, he was French Canadian, mm-hmm. um, and being a sixteen-year-old girl that didn't really know what she wanted to do anyway, um, I—he actually sort of would go through things of the business like the turnover, things like that. And his his aunt, um, he was a friend of the family, so I knew him a little bit before anyway. Um, and just, I think that sparked an interest, thinking, oh, it isn't just about checking people in, checking people out. There's all this you've got to look at. Um, and also, the, it, superb food there. And if I was on a shift, I could pick off the menu what I wanted to eat. <laughs> um, but it made me be able to sell this to the customers. Um, so I'm a great believer in that. If we get new products in here, that's obviously rubbed off on me. Then I'll I'll open them, and staff can try them, and then they can recommend them. And and it's it's I think it's something very important. You've got to if you're going to be able to to sell it and promote it, they need need to know what it's about.
0: Well, unfortunately our time together has drawn to its close. But Julie, before I let you go, what does the next twelve months have in store for Morgan's store?
1: I think we've just gotta all wait and see. Um I'm you know, we're so lucky here with with um you know, I've got got my husband and my son at home at the moment as well because his job's on hold, um mm. helping and I've got a great team of staff, great suppliers and we just work with each other and we'll go whichever way we need to go and adapt as we have
0: done. Well Julie thank you very much for coming on the program and we have to have you back on the show when things get back to some semblance of normalcy. Uh, That would be lovely. (laughs) Thank you. That was Julie Locke proprietor of Morgan Stores and now if you haven't heard it before is my exclusive interview with our chairman Lord Blunkett. Lord Blunkett, welcome.
2: Thank you very much. It's very good to be with you.